1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Celtic v Rangers Eve. Rio Hatati and Leo Labada are out for Ange Postacoglu's side, but Greg Taylor and Aaron Moy are fit to play. Michael Beale's pleased to welcome back Nicholas Raskin for a game he needs to win. And there are huge matches all around the place this Easter weekend with hearts amongst those absolutely desperate for a win I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight Is Kenny Miller And Hugh Keevans It doesn't matter If Rio Hotati Is out And it doesn't matter If Nico Raskin Is in On the eve Of this derby match You and I Don't know What will happen Because it is the game That I always call The separate life form And I speak to you tonight As a survivor Of the 1994 Rangers won Celtic won Game at Ibrox With no away fans I was part of the Super Scoreboard Commentary team that day And at the end of that match The late great Walter Smith said Well that kills the myth That fans influence games It's players who influence games And that will be the case At Celtic Park tomorrow Yep, cannot wait for it, you And I wasn't there in 1994 uh, Part of the Super Scoreboard team <laughs> But uh, thoroughly looking forward to this one It's a, uh, I mean, I wouldn't even say it's a last chance for Rangers But what it is, is it's an opportunity Just to ask a question If they can go to Celtic Park and get a win Which at the moment maybe looks a little bit unlikely There's good enough players in the team And both teams, hopefully both teams turn up And put their best foot forward And I think we'll have a real spectacle for Scottish football Come on then 01419511025 This is it, this is the last chance you can decide You can just simply, you can use it as a form of therapy You can tell us how you're feeling Maybe you're nervous, maybe you're feeling the worst Maybe you're a super optimist And you want to get your bragging rights in early And tell us what you are going to do to the opposition this weekend Maybe you've got more measured thoughts about team selection in terms of who should play and who shouldn't if we're reacting to the big injury news today no Rio Hitati and no Liela Bada Celtic fans how big a problem is that or how confident are you that their absence won't be so much of an issue Ranger fans Nicholas Raskin will play again how big a boost is that all of the topics that we've been flirting with all week come to a head this evening 0141 so come on down your last chance to have your say before the game kicks off and that's before we even get to what it means Hugh Keevans because yeah. they all mean the same sometimes and they also mean something different from the yep. previous one a couple of months ago when they played everyone said ah, you know if Rangers can't win then the league's over maybe it is but it's definitely over if they don't win tomorrow Absolutely It's a title decider If Celtic win It's a title eye-opener If Rangers win I don't think it's uh, important As I say that Hatati is out Of course he's a great player But Iwata can play Or you can have Callum McGregor With Aaron Moy And Matt O'Reilly uh, Nicholas Raskin has to come in And show that he can handle the occasion From the start He was left out by Michael Beale for the Viaplay Cup final starting 11 And that backfired on him But it will all be about the players tomorrow You're, you're absolutely right If Celtic win No one in their right mind Would look at a 12 point lead With a goal difference that is hugely in Celtic's favour And come up with any other conclusion League over 
See, I know how my learned friend works here, Kenny Mill. He's a big picture guy. He focuses on the, the stories and then the headlines. I'm not sure that it doesn't matter if Rio Hatati's absent will wash with everyone. I hope he didn't stand here and say it doesn't matter that Kenny Miller's absent. It's irrelevant on whatever day it would have been because these things always matter and you're talking about that was a guy who was best player on the pitch in the cup final, would you say? Arguably. Yep. Certainly one of them burst onto the scene in this fixture. Um Nicholas Raskin comes back for Rangers So it's always an interesting week in the build up When you find out who's available and who's not Well, Hugh's already said it It's about players So when one of your best players is no there Then it is going to make a difference Because Celtic are not the same team without Hattai They're still a very, very good team And I think Moy and O'Reilly can, can be a really good kind of foil for McGregor Still sitting deeper to be the controlling player that he, that he, And he does that role the best in Celtic squad So It'll be a miss. It will be a miss. Taylor will will be a big boost for them that he's playing because I don't think Bernabe can play the position the same way as Taylor. So uh, no, listen, Atati will be a big loss. He has kind of scored goals in the fixture. He's influenced the fixture. So it's uh, yeah, I think it does make a difference. Right. He's not playing. Come on, I can sense you all chomping at the bit to have your final say. So let's do it. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. And whilst you line those calls up, let's hear from the two managers on what tomorrow. Means You might not be surprised to hear Ange Postacoglu is not too committal on the subject of having the title uh, won Should they win tomorrow uh, Michael Beal though does feel that his team need to get all three points It'll be exactly three points mate um, So and you know I think without being flippant about it um, You obviously we're, we're playing against a team that's closest to us So you know, if we win the game, it, it furthers that distance. As you said, games are running out. We understand that. And uh, so it could have a major impact in terms of, you know, um, um, the end of the season. But ultimately, though, nothing gets decided on, on the weekend, you know. And the players uh, understand that, um, you know, they're, they're, they're really good at sort of focusing on, on what's before us right now. And, and what's before us is we're playing a team that's, you know, second on the table, the closest to us, and we have an opportunity to extend our lead at the top. Um, but irrespective of what the outcome is, um, you know, we've still got to front up the following week and, and, and make sure we perform well again. I think that's obvious. Uh, we've obviously, since I come back in, it's 15 league games, 14 wins and a draw. We've played our part. Uh, it's fair to say Celtic have played their part as well and have done equally as well as us because our form has been fantastic and uh, the players in that sense have done nearly everything they can do. After tomorrow we'll know whether we're three points closer, whether we're no closer or we're three points further behind. I think ultimately uh, all we can do is win our games and and uh, it's, so it's league to, to throw away or to lose if you like and, and it doesn't look like at this moment in time outside of the games with us that they will drop points. Classic Ange, just to put it uh... In those terms, it's three points, mate. But it's more than three points, mate. If you get the three points, it's 12 points. And a goal difference, that is huge and will not be able to be overcome. So Ange, the ultimate pragmatist, would have to admit after the game, if he's won, that only a fool would predict any team other than Celtic winning the title. And he won't He won't admit that the title's <laughs> done And he won't uh, He will definitely feel He's in a really strong position Honestly Even if Rangers won Celtic are still Overwhelming favourites For the league With a six point gap Going into the last seven games All Rangers can do Is just ask that question Of this team Have they got it If they can just get that Little bit closer With a game still To come at Ibrox All it does is put A little bit of pressure on them But what they've got Is they've still got a Michael said it 
there's no many teams if any are looking like they're going to take any points off Celtic at this moment so it's Rangers chance tomorrow when you play each other this is your opportunity Tyler like to reduce the gap or extend it and we'll find out about two quarter past two tomorrow what's going to happen the list of angles on this game is endless as the guys are discussing you know where does it what does it do for the destination of the title what does it do for bragging rights and markers and statements and all this sort of thing what about the impact of no away allocation I think we've kicked the backside out of the debate regarding whether it's right or wrong but what impact does it have on the game itself who could be the main men all of the above and more now is your time to share your thoughts please so it's 01419511025 or it is Twitter at Clyde SSB I feel like you two are well placed here there can't be many people who know more about this fixture from a journalistic point of view and sorry Kenny that means you're the the Hugh Keevans Of people that have played in them I, I don't know how that makes you feel That's okay All right. he's, uh, he's my partner on a Friday night <laughs> So I'm quite happy with that uh, Oh a wee problem I thought we were going to speak to James On the line He seems to have disappeared Will we get them back I'll tell you what You can hear more from The managers involved Celtic fans Injuries We spoke about it all week This is your update From your manager And I want to know How damaging you think The loss of Hatati and Abada is Or is it something that this strong squad will deal with comfortably? Do let us know right now, please. In terms of team news, uh, unavailable tomorrow. Uh, Rayo, James Forrest and uh, Liel are all unavailable. Um, everyone else is uh, fit and ready to go. Yeah, look, it's disappointing for Rayo more than anything else because, as you said, he loves playing these games and he's had a, a major impact when he's played. So... Uh, Disappointing for him to miss out. He tried really hard to, to sort of be available, but um, you know hasn't quite worked out. So um, you're always disappointed for the player that they're not available. But from a team perspective, I mean, we get Aaron back, and um, which is great for us. Uh, you know, we've got yeah, good quality in that area of the park. I mean, last week we had to play without Aaron and um, and uh, Rayo, and the boys handled it really well. So um, yeah, from a team perspective, um, you know, still confident the team will put out there. We'll. Uh, Will uh, yeah be be able to perform in the, at the levels we need. Anthony is a Celtic fan on the line. How big a loss is Rio Hitati, Anthony? How you doing, guys? Good, uh, you. I think I think Hitati is certainly a big concern. I've I've got every faith to be fair that Celtic are still going to go on tomorrow and win it. And as they spoke about earlier, I think if we do, it'll just about wrap up the league for us. But certainly Hitati's presence. In midfield, just to slow things down when need it and maybe deliver that killer pass, it's, it's definitely a big loss for tomorrow for me. Both can be true, Hugh, because we, on one hand, we've spent all season praising Celtic strength and depth, yeah. so you can't then rip everything up and say that it's all a disaster because Rio Hitati's missing. But yeah. as Anthony said, you look at his impact, and, and in this fixture in particular, we yeah. had barely heard of the guy, and he rocks up and scores a double. And then I think for a lot of people who called the show, he was the best player on the pitch in the, the recent cup game at Hamden. So, to state the obvious, Ange Postacoglu would rather have him than not. That's absolutely true. But, as you rightly said, we've spent all season long going on about Celtic strength and depth. Iwata came in, uh, started his first game against Ross County last weekend and was uh, Celtic's best player. Uh, there's always someone there. Abada, uh, you know, you get Haksabanovic. Uh, you've got the the usual cast of Jota, Kyogo, Daizen. Uh, you know, I, I can't talk myself into thinking that the loss mm. of Rio Hatati, significant though it may be, is what changes the outcome of the game. You, well, we never know, Kenny. It's, it's it's one of the 
other thing, you know, result impact from players. These are the things we can't know for sure prior. But fine then, from a Rangers point of view, how pleased would you be to see Rio Hitati missing? You would, and you know, even after the game, all you're doing is surmising what impact it would have made. Yep. You know, so it's uh, like you've said, Ange would much rather have him. Celtic players probably would much rather have him in the team alongside them going into battle. And will the Rangers players be happy he's not there? Absolutely. Absolutely well When that comes in When you've got one of your main players That's not on there Listen they're not going to They're not going to be ecstatic And celebrating it But again they're looking at it It's, it's one of their best performances A guy who's potentially going to be The player of the year this season No playing So he's going to be a miss There's no doubt about it Yeah they have got good players coming in With Moy coming back is a big, a big boost for them Taylor being fit is a big boost also But Rangers will be happy That, that Hatati is not playing But again You'll get the Michael But we're mm. focusing on us And we need to yeah. put our game on it But Hatati not playing is a, is a big loss for And Celtic. the Abada one's interesting Because He's not like A first name on the team sheet Nailed on All the time anyway But again This fixture Particularly at Celtic Park Would it be Cruel or unfair To suggest that Borna Barisic will be happy At that news You know he's had a couple of Tough nights Against him at Celtic Park Abada And that's the thing I even look at him And yes he's not been a starter Of, of late He's uh, And he probably wouldn't be A starter tomorrow either But what he is Is an impact you know, so so you lose that impact coming off the bench as well. So there are two two key players that are missing uh, over the course of the game. Hatai would have started. There's no doubt a bad at some point would have come on. And like you say, he's in this fixture, he's been pretty successful. He got a double in the in the four 0 in the first game at Celtic Park this season. He has scored in previously scored in the three 0 game as well at Celtic Park last season. So he's made a big impact in this game, like Hatai has as well. Anthony, who takes his place? Then I'm not even going to. Waste your time asking if Callum McGregor plays I think that's fairly obvious So you've got the likes of Awata, Moy and O'Reilly Two out of those three, who are you picking? I think for me I, I would have Moy in uh, he's, he's, so, he's grown into the game so much when he first started I think When he first came there was a wee bit of Dubai over him But he, he's so composed on the ball So for me he's a he's a starter definitely And as, as Kenny was saying there about uh, Abada, it's the impact that he can bring and the, the pace he's got really troubles defences. Uh, for somebody like that to come on at 60 minutes must be devastating when they're facing him. And again, as they said, every every position seems to hate two two players easily who can hold that roll down, no bother. And the other players will slot in. It's, it's certainly a great time now and squad depth and strength is phenomenal for Celtic, but it's kind of say that it's, he's a potential player this season, so you're always going to feel an impact by losing a player like that. I take it, it, I take it you're con- sorry, you just wanted to finish with Anthony in terms of confidence. I take it based on what you're saying, you're you're feeling full of optimism tomorrow. Yeah, thanks. We can look into these, these games, obviously, the league forms out the window and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm pretty confident for tomorrow. I'm going to go for a Celtic minus two. In betting terms um, I'm sure a few people I mean, Will be you, you, dabbling In that sort of thing Gamble responsibly You know my message on here You can't use the word Phenomenal In association with Celtic strength and depth And then say that The loss of one player Alters your Outlook on everything I think this is The, the night before the game Is the, the night when People just are too scared To think of the consequences Of defeat uh, And they, they can't think straight In terms of the players who are in their team and who are facing their team. You can't say the squad strength is phenomenal and then say Hatate being out is possibly the game changer. Can you not 
can two things not be true at once? Well, I, I think you have to go and look up the, the meaning of the word phenomenal. Mm, see where he's coming from, Kenny. But there's there's bound to be areas. There's bound to be, for instance, you know, you're Callum McGregor. Celtic may have strength and depth, but you're not saying that you just Callum McGregor would go out the team and, and it wouldn't make a difference. Or Carter Rickers would go out the team and nothing would change. There's, certain, there's just one or two individuals, aren't there? Because they play the game differently. The players may be good players and the, the, the strength and depth within the squad can be good because it is. But they might not have the same qualities. They might not be able to deal with the occasion the same. They might not have the impact that a Hatati or a, a Kyogo has had in the fixture or a McGregor, a controlling uh, hand over the Celtic team the way it is. Because if he's not playing, they're, they're a different team as well. Because let's be honest, in his early Celtic year, Awata is not Callum McGregor. And he will play if he plays tomorrow. He'll be the one that'll be more kind of deeper, and Callum will get pushed on a little bit. I think it does change a little so, bit how the so way. Who, who goes in there then? I think O'Reilly plays. So you think McGregor, O'Reilly, and Moy? Yeah. Hugh, which three? Uh, I I don't do you think Iwata gets the nod. I, I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I think O'Reilly, who has had a terrific time to say sign for Celtic, but I think he is by his own standards going through an indifferent period. Thank you to Anthony That's one side of the city What are the other side thinking? Let us know 01419511025 You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller here Hugh Keevans alongside him We're ticking along towards 12.30 Tomorrow The East End of Glasgow Celtic against Rangers In a game which could very well decide the destination of the title. That's the view of pretty much everyone that's been involved so far. Keep your calls coming. Let's hear a bit from Michael Beale because we've covered Celtic's injury problems, absences. Of course, Rangers have absences as well, but those are sort of unsurprising at long-term ones. The question marks this week were over the likes of Nicholas Raskin, and Michael Beale says he'll play the game, and along with Todd Cantwell could be crucial to what Rangers will try and do. Nicholas Raskin's fit and has trained all week, so he's got three or four training sessions behind him, so there's no issues there with Nico. And, uh, and, and they've brought a nice energy into the group, I think. This is the start of their Rangers career, and this is the sort of games that they need to play and play well in. But it's important that those guys go and, and, and show their quality, and if we get moments, we have to execute. Donald is a Rangers fan. Nicholas Raskin's return, Donald, is that a boost for you? As yeah, certainly Donald here. Um, yeah, I can't believe tonight I'm on the the, the radio with uh, Hugh Keevens and Kenny Miller. Yeah, two um, legends. <laughs> two of my favourite uh, pundits on on your show. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I think really Raskin's really really important for tomorrow. Uh, is he fit? Fully fit to start? Questions asked. Uh, Callum McGregor, I think, is uh, I'm a Rangers fan, but I'm going to give. You know, praise where it's due, and Cal McGregor's Celtic's most important player. Uh, the, who the Rangers put on him, up against them. Um, the question is: Raskin, Lundstrom, Jack, uh, Celtic quality all over the pitch. On their day, or a match for them, there's no doubt about that. We'd get more to play for. So I'm saying Rangers to win the high-scoring game tomorrow. I do see goals in it. You know, and on, the Callum, on the Callum McGregor mm-hmm. thing, I think the sooner a team bids for Callum McGregor, the better. <laughs> it won't be before tomorrow. I think that's for sure. Um, I think he's uh, he's there for life, Callum McGregor. <laughs> so you need to come up with some other plan. But uh, of course, if you 
If you take care of the chief Then the rest of the army might uh, Worry mm. about that But Again You know Kenny mentioned earlier How do we know about players Handling the occasion And this applies to both sides Iwata Was a sensation In the J-League And that's why Ange Postacoglu Brought him over here And he looked very comfortable In his first start Against Ross County But he's never played In this game before So what will that do to him Nicholas Raskin And Todd Cantwell Have less than Half a game Of experience Mm -hmm. Against Celtic They get less than Half a game At Hamden In the Viaplay Cup final So I understand The theory Of things but I can't guarantee you what happens in practice. We don't know. Of course. There are three players, for example. You have mm. no idea whether they excel in the fixture or it gobbles mm. them up. What about Nicholas Raskin's return, Kenny? He's fit. He's trained all week. I mean, um, Donald asked the question of, is he fit? I mean, the answer is yes, but I know what Donald means because he's now not played for Rangers for four weeks by the time this game comes around. I think the Wraith game... Please forgive me if I'm a week out I think that was four weeks ago um, But I mean He's going to play isn't he? Yeah he'll play There's no doubt about it I think he can be He can be Rangers Version of Callum McGregor In regards to getting on the ball Trying to control the game uh, I mean, It's still in his early stages His Rangers career But for what you've seen him so far He is that type of player I mean again I must say I thought he might have been A player that played a little bit higher up But he has uh, He's came in and been that That guy who's linked with the back uh, With the back two He's he's gotten the ball He's made forward passes He's in His his positioning behind the ball Is is excellent as well Seen that in the Partick And the Livingston game Away from home So He'll he'll play tomorrow And if he's And he's he's only going to be picked to play If he is fully up to Mm -hmm. speed And ready for this game Because you can't go into this game If you're If you're 80-90% You've got to be right at it So if he's been training all week he'll be ready he'll be ready to play alongside probably Ryan Kent in the, in the midfield I think um, Ryan Jack yes Ryan, sorry Ryan yeah. Jack yeah. Um, Ryan Kent will be playing as well yeah. <laughs> um, I think Donald makes a really good point because I'm fascinated on, on your take here having been in the fixture and, and obviously watching closely now Donald's feeling is that Callum McGregor Celtic's best player and he's the one you need to stop now you we always hear all these things don't we going into a big game of yeah but we focus on our game plan and we do our thing but where is the balance between that and acknowledging what your opponent's strength is and then coming up with something specific to stop that? You know, how, how do you strike both? No, but, but that can be your game plan also because now you've, if you're talking about how you stop Callum mm-hmm. McGregor, you're now talking about what Celtic are doing when they've got the ball. Mm-hmm. So now it's your game plan, what we're we doing without the ball. You need to stop Callum McGregor playing. You know, so how do you do that? Because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. I've, I've actually man-marked guys. I've been told to be in an area, a Pirlo, for instance, when we played that yeah, for Scotland. that must have been fun. By the way, it's like it doesn't even look like he's moving, but it's hard work chasing him. Let me tell you. So when you're a good player, good players find space, you know, and it looks like they've got more time on the ball than than what they actually do. So it's not as easy just to say, oh, somebody just stand mm. on him and, and that's him out of the game. But what they do need to do is get pressure on the ball, Rangers. You know, and that'll be something that Michael have been probably looking at a lot this season. Yes, on the ball, Rangers have really, really good players, and I think the team selection tomorrow will, will reflect that and and, and and what he might go because when they've got the ball, they need to make more of it than what they have done in previous games, particularly at Celtic. Quietly. But off the ball, the off the ball, they need to go and, and get pressure on Carter Vickers. They need to get pressure on Starfield because again, I still think there's a, like the jury is out on him in that respect. But Cal McGregor can't be allowed to have the run of the game the way he has in previous games. Quietly, that was just a wonderful piece of name dropping. When I was man marking Pirlo, <laughs> well, trying to man man, I never said I did aside. He was asked tried. to. Yeah, I, I, I'm not concerned how well he did. He just got Pirlo's name in there. Exactly, but I mean. <laughs> That, that, this is the all part of the fun, Hugh, because 
In any football game But particularly this one Because there's so much focus Both teams need to strike that balance Between doing their thing And stopping the opponent doing theirs And I think it's There's no secret in this Look Celtic are the champions And they look like they're going to be champions again So it's natural that the focus Becomes more about How do Rangers stop Celtic Rather than oh. the other way around that, That's just obvious isn't it I thought the 2-2 draw at Ibrooks Summed the whole business up Who could have foreseen Morelos' dreadful pass And what Maeda did to punish Rangers thereafter uh, Who could have foreseen uh, Celtic then 2-1 down And Rangers looking nailed on For all three points And then up pops Kyogo With minutes to go uh, So that's the nature of the fixture That's why I say it's a separate life form We can rattle on all night About the loss of Hatati Or the introduction of Raskin Or Iwata or O'Reilly And all of the other conundrums As yet unsolved But nobody has any idea Until we get kicked off at 12.30 um, So what does the Rangers team look like Kenny? Celtic fans were still looking for your suggestions Who who replaces Rio Hatati? What does the rest of the team look like? Um, what, what does the Rangers team look like in your mind? I think all look very similar The, the back four is the same right? Yeah back five If you include McGregor yep, yeah, I think And I think Jack Raskin And Cantwell And Kent Are, are nailed on Okay I think the fact that Rangers are trying to sign Tillman They're going to be paying A hefty fee to get him that's been, I think that's been Out there public That, that they want to do that deal And trigger mm-hmm. that clause that, the, that they'd agreed So I think After scoring two goals Last week And coming on against Motherwell And scoring two weeks Before that I think he'll play And I think Alfredo Morelos will play I think that'll be the Rangers team I th- There's been reasons behind it I think a lot of them do pick themselves To be honest with you I don't uh, And if you look at If you look at a Jack A Raskin A Cantwell A Tillman A Kent These mm. are all guys that want to be on the ball These guys that can handle the ball Something that Rangers have maybe Not been that good at at Celtic Park To try and take the sting And take the, the control mm. Away from Celtic And when I seen Alfredo Morelos On the team sheet last week I just thought it was strange considering I had been a Sakala and a Cholak yeah. front line before the international break. So when I seen him in the team, I thought, is this to try and get him up to speed for a shift next how, week? How important is it that Cantwell, Raskin, you know, new-ish to the fixture, Hughes right, they came on, um, but new-ish to the fixture, Michael Beale, the Rangers fans are pinning a lot of hopes on them. And then even more so Tillman because his future is, is not yet decided. Do, do they need to go and show what they can do in this fixture? How important is it that, that they show this is what that, that they're up to this, if you like? Because no disrespect to the rest, Rangers have shown they can beat the rest. That, that doesn't seem to be a, a problem since Michael Beale came in. But here in this city, and the way you're judged, can you go and be better than than your city rivals? But that's the challenge, isn't it? And that's when you're an old firm player. That's you. You've got to go out and look to be the best player on that pitch. And you're right, Raskin and Cantwell have been brought here. Tillman's going to be spent five million pounds. He's not spent five million pounds to with the greatest of respect to play against the rest. These are the games that he needs to come and do it. In. So uh, I think he will play tomorrow, and, and that's probably that's part of it that, that feeds into his selection. Also, he's in good form. You know, and he's a, he's a, he is a really, really good player. It's just that can he impose his qualities on the game? And the same goes for Cantwell, the same goes for Raskin, and the same goes mm. for Kent. The way Hatatis have, O'Reilly had in the past, the way McGregor controls the game, and the way Akiyogo has impacted it in the last few. Let's bring in James and Yoker and get his take on things. James, how are you feeling the night before? Ah, not too bad. This is, as I was saying to the, the producer, it's probably the the most laid back I've been feeling going into for It's a free hit for us. The league's already gone. I hope Michael Beale actually kind of learns to the cup final and tries to make a few changes to the team that played in the cup final. I think everybody can recognise that it was 
it was absolutely the wrong midfield that was it. Um, but also, I would like. Oh, let, let me let me test this theory a bit more because I get it. I know I know what you mean. You're you're nine points behind, and if everybody thinks the league's over. But is there ever such a thing as a free hit in this fixture? Because you don't need me to tell you, lose tomorrow and it goes to nine points. Celtic will then come to your place in a couple of weeks in front of a full home allocation of Rangers fans and maybe even make it 15 or it could get worse before then. So is there ever such a thing as a free hit in this fixture? Absolutely. Look at, look at it this way, right? We're nine points behind and quite a few goals behind as well. So it's basically 10 points. We're, take Old Firms aside, even if we do win the next two Old Firm games, we're relying on Celtic flipping up. And let's be honest, they're playing great football this season. It looks unlikely that they're going to do that. But let's it's, try, use this game as a barometer for the Cup game. Let's see what team works against them and go into the Cup game full of confidence and with a better mindset of what that team's going to look like and start building for next season as well. Well, it's just as well that Michael Beale's in charge of the team and not James tomorrow uh, because Michael Beale would never approach it in that manner. Michael Beale's obligation is to reduce the lead to six points, bearing in mind that Celtic have still to go to Ibrooks and you've pressed not the panic button, but you've pressed the think button because it would give Celtic something to think about because you, you really then do have no margin for error. Uh, so it, it's not a free hit It is a match that is essential For Michael Beale to win Because if Michael Beale loses His own personal situation Will be the subject of discussion On this programme Starting at 6 o'clock on Monday night And that's exactly it Hugh That is exactly why these games Why even the next one after the split If the league's done or it's no done Or it's 12 points or 6 points Whatever it is Rangers have to now start showing because they have done since Michaels came in they are and I know it doesn't mean anything in league terms or trophies or medals getting handed out but they are level there's been 15 games there's been 14 wins and a draw Michael has an opportunity the last thing any Rangers manager wants is to be going 3, 4, 5 old firm games and he's not got a win under his under, under, like to his name so this game the semi-final was absolutely huge in terms of retaining the Scottish Cup obviously and then they still have the one this meaningless one that it might be because the league might be one or whatever it's going to be there is no meaningless old firm simple as that Rangers have a chance now to say right okay the league's done it was done before the manager came in but we are now looking like like uh, James says we are building for next year so we, we're going to we're going to be competitive we want to show our best performance our best version of ourselves in these next three old firm games and it will have it can lay a marker down yes Celtic will go on and win the league irrespective of what happens tomorrow but you've got a chance to lay a marker down to let you know that listen we're improving we're getting better and this gap will James, not be I, 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 do, I do get it a bit James right because this is not it's not the same it's not the same intensity if this was both level and points and winner tomorrow wins the league right so I, I take that but if this goes wrong on Saturday and Celtic win comfortably and the phone lines are red hot on Saturday afternoon Can you imagine the reaction if I say to the Rangers fans well, Don't worry, it was just a free hit It's never going to feel that way, is it? No, alright Free hit might be the wrong phrase to use But it's definitely It's no season defining Put it that way As you say, we're already We're playing again at Ibrox And put, I want to get a result tomorrow Just like another Rangers fan does But my my big one's the semi-final That's the one I'm looking forward to that, I think, And that is fair You know I think we're reaching Some common ground here Hugh Because yeah. I was thinking about this today 
we did stand here, the three of us, prior to the last one, the last one in the league, and say, this can decide the title. You know, Rangers need to win it. And they didn't, and it stayed nine points. But now we're saying that this one decides. So either we bummed that one up too much, or... Again, if you turn James's point around, does this mean that if Celtic win tomorrow, the Cup semi-final is a free hit? Because Ange Postecoglou can say, well, we've won the league... And I mean that's different Because that's knockout football Isn't it So I think that is different To be fair what, to James. James If James wants now to Leave out The free hit expression I think what he's suggesting Is tomorrow's a dress rehearsal mm. I have never in my life Known A Rangers Celtic Or Celtic mm-hmm. Rangers match That was a dress rehearsal I thought I thought James Backtracked quite Effectively though He says it's not season defining Okay I can get that I can get on board with that That sounds like an accurate description Because most people think the damage is done. The damage is done. And I guess, and I'll say it again. If Rangers go to Celtic Park and win tomorrow, Celtic will still win the league. I've no doubt about think that. So, still, yeah. I mean, if we were going into this stage of the season after tomorrow with seven games left and there's a six-point gap, you would still be saying it. Could the momentum change? I don't think so. What it does is it just asks Celtic a question. that They probably will come up with the right answers in the previous in the, in the last seven games. Thank you to James. 01419511025. Celtic fans, keep your thoughts coming. Again, your creative solutions to Norio Hitati Is it just an obvious one In that the likes of Matt Riley and Aaron Moy Play like they have more often than not Did Iwata do enough On his first league start last week To force his way in And any of the uh, any of the other topics you want to cover Or introduce something new if you feel the need 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here We're edging ever closer with every call With every Hugh Keevans prediction With every ad break We edge ever closer to the big kickoff Between Celtic and Rangers tomorrow Let's bring in Malcolm Who's on the line How are you Malcolm? I'm good Happy Easter to all and Thank hope you have a cracking weekend. Thank you very much. It's off to a good start. What are you expecting tomorrow then from your team, Celtic fan? Uh, uh, first of all, I think it's uh, it's a win. Uh, I think we'll be pretty straightforward. Uh, team wise, I was speaking to the producer, telling the team I think what I will start uh, with Carl Mark and Moy. And up front, I believe that. Kyogo, I'd love to see Hawks of Badovich, but it's got to be Maeda and uh, Jota will start them on. I'm going 3 1. What's you guys' predictions for tomorrow? Ooh, gone early. I'm man. a score draw. Answer the man. I'm a score draw. Right draw. on the fence, okay. Right on the Title fence, over. Yeah. Then, okay. Hugh? I am uh, Celtic 2 1. Um, is that the way Celtic's front three in the app? Because there's sometimes a good debate about Abada. Because he's got good numbers And in particular this fixture Haxabanovic feel like a lot of Celtic fans like him But it's going to be that three isn't it That Malcolm mentions You know I think I mean, Going through the Rangers team There's a lot that pick itself But I think there's there's probably ten That pick themselves for, for Celtic really? I mean you've got Johnston Carter Vickers Starfield Taylor McGregor Moy Jota Kyogo Maeda And obviously Hart and Goal I think the only decision will be A one midfield place I mean, somebody actually threw at me yesterday. Could Haksabanovic maybe start in that area of the pitch as well? Maybe inside. Mm. Could he play in there? Like, so you could maybe have a McGregor and Moy and a Haksabanovic in there. Well, I don't I, know, I think he could play in there. He's got the ability, but I'm not sure he will. 
Haksabanovic's strength, I think, is coming on as that impact mm-hmm. player. And you know, look at the, the the late goals that he's curled away. Uh, you know, I just think that's where he is at the moment under Ange Postecoglou. I'd, I'd be greatly surprised if it wasn't Jota. He will go Maeda Maeda um, How big is the How big a blow is the absence of Hitati Malcolm And to be fair We've not put the positive side yet Because Greg Taylor is available Which I assume You're delighted about Yeah I would rather uh, See Greg Taylor on the team Rather Than uh, uh, Him missing out Hitati is He's yeah. a baller he's, He is the best midfielder In uh, Scotland By a mile A country mile He's, he's different gravy Uh Big miss, yes, but Oren Moy, Paul McGregor, and I think Abotas could be something special if we get. I think he needs his chance. I think tomorrow, well, I think Big Orange will give him his chance tomorrow. And yeah, we'll be speaking about him for the rest of the week. I, I, again, uh, Malcolm, we have to find out how Tomoki Iwata responds to this because, uh, you know, he, he looks a lovely, cultured. Comfortable player Ange Postacoglu Clearly has immense faith in him Now we have to find out When he walks mm. down that tunnel And you've done it Kenny You walk down that tunnel And, and that stand in front of you Goes about three miles up into the air Yeah you know I, I actually played there so many times Over derbies in the first spell The second spell At Rangers I'd actually been there with Hibs as well But when I came back to Rangers in 2014 The first Old Firm at Celtic Park wasn't until 2016, obviously until they were back in the Premier mm. League. And when I walked out at the start before any fans were in, I'd actually forgot how big that stand is and how intimidating it could be, particularly when you're walking out when it's full and there's going to be 60,000 fans there and the atmosphere will be electric. And so you remember that thing noise. thinking, I, I don't remember that being as big? I, I remember one thing, because walking out in Newcastle was quite, was really, really mm-hmm. high. But when I just I forgot how big and how intimidating mm. that could actually be, you know. So when these players that have not experienced that are walking out, when it's going to be mm. sixty thousand of Celtic fans and no Rangers fans to back you and support you and energise you, it can be a daunting place to mm. play. I mean, Awata has the home advantage on that side of things, of course. Um, again, look, we've had various chapters along this season where you've you've praised Greg Taylor, and I suppose this would be another that we're talking about just how big a player he could become in a fixture like this. Um, in terms of you know how well he's fitted in since Ange Postecoglou came and how suited he is to that that role. Well, he's 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 adapted. There's no doubt he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been asked to do the the things he's getting asked to do over the last couple of seasons. And and listen, he has been he's been superb. The way it, it goes inside, the way he's really comfortable on the ball. But it's not only that; it's actually the movements he makes from that inside position. He he makes really good diagonal runs, and, and, and it's a real attacking threat. Pulls people out of position. The biggest, the most impressive thing for me, William, is when you play at these clubs, they're always going to be looking at strength. And I remember on the show at the end of last season, we were talking left back could be a position that they would look to strengthen. In. They spent a lot of money on Burnaby, but what he's done is he's rose to mm-hmm. the challenge and he's no gave his shut up and. If if anything, his games went to another level. Is there anything at all, anything whatsoever, Malcolm, that slightly worries you, slightly concerns you, slightly gives you a bit of fear? Because I know like Celtic are favourites, everyone acknowledges that. So I just wonder if there's anything there at all that that reduces your confidence. I uh, just uh, the normal pundit and media hype running about the Rangers. It's it's non-existent. I think nah, I'm 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 being cheeky here. Tomorrow. It's all, I honestly think we'll, we'll put it to bed tomorrow 
And I get that, Hugh. I, I, yeah. The reason I ask it almost is because it is a it is a testing one. I don't think there is much for Celtic fans who've joined us this season to to sort of be negative about. They've all they've all been pretty positive. You have to go a long way to find someone in this particular week who uh, gives respect a lot of house room, respect for the other team. But I think you have to be not only respectful but mindful. Of what Michael Beale has done at Rangers He has matched Celtic every step of the way In terms of points He lost a cup final to Celtic He picked the wrong team And most of what went against Rangers that day Was down to Michael Beale But this league match tomorrow He and his players deserve the respect For their league performances And the way they played against Celtic at Ibrox In that 2-2 game so it would be really disrespectful to dismiss Rangers as having no chance at all. I think this is Celtic going for 16 wins in a row, am I right? Yep. Closing in on a uh, one of the, the records that Brendan Rodgers' side racked up. I don't think it was much more than that. So Kenny, that you know there, there, are, there are levels. You've got an unbeaten run, but then a winning run, 16 uh, in a row is incredible, isn't it? And obviously we know domestically you're going all the way back to the, the St Mirren game. And when was it now? Oh, it feels like a long time ago. September, certainly, uh, yeah, eighteenth of September. It just goes to show how hard, even if Rangers do win tomorrow, how hard it's going to be overturn this nine-point gap. Or if they do win tomorrow, a six-point gap. They've lost one game all season. You know they're on an incredible run. They're going for sixteen straight wins. They've already got the league cup in the bag. You know they're they're a really really good team. It's, I mean, I, I still think when I look at these two teams that I've got written down here, Rangers have got really good players. They've got really good players, but it's a, they have to turn up on the mm. day. It's not just a, enough just to be a good player Monday to Friday or again in the lesser games and maybe getting a goal or two when you win three or four. No, these are the games that you're, you come to this club to do, to, to fight for cups, to fight for leagues. Yes, the league's not going to be fought for this year, but you've got a chance to lay down a marker for the next couple of games. And like we said, we've got there's a big semi-final at the end of this month that Rangers need to win that to retain and potentially stop a treble. Because mm. it has been remarkable, Hugh. I get it. I get why... Celtic fans would scoff and say, "Yeah, but you know, it's nine points, and that—that's all that matters." And I also get why the Rangers fans would focus on the positives and look at the same points tally since Michael Beale took over. So fine, you know, you can both fight amongst yourselves, and oh. I know that Rain, you don't get a trophy in the cabinet for matching Celtic from, you know, November to the end of the season. Fine, we all we all acknowledge that, but it is remarkable. Still, I think I would like one of the statos to get on the case. It can't be too often that the gap at the top stays exactly the same for fifth. Games yeah. we've only played thirty, so for half of the season yeah. the gap has not altered, and I don't. It's not even as if it's you know changed for a week or two and then returned to where it was. It has not moved for half the season, which is quite something. I think what we find out tomorrow, Gordon, uh, Rangers have gone to Celtic Park in September, got hammered four nil. Uh, they've been there for a three nil. Uh, we have to find out. Is the team populated by players who, when they get to Celtic Park, just cannot play to their normal high standard, cannot rise to the demands of the occasion? Because tomorrow, a 12-point lead for Celtic with that goal difference, the, the bragging rights go through the roof and questions are asked about temperament and the suitability of lots of players to remain at Ibrox under Michael mm. Beale. So... For both sides tomorrow, one of the fascinations is what does the occasion do to you 
or for you? Thank you to Malcolm Malcolm's got his thoughts on that Celtic team So if you agree or disagree with what you're hearing Pick up the phone Kenny Miller thinks Morelos will get the nod uh, To play up front for Rangers tomorrow Rangers fans, do you agree or disagree? Get in touch And before all of that A bit of fun for you on a Friday night Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football I'm afraid to tell you Your colleagues have done it to you again It's a Friday decider It's two all Two to the pundits Two to the listeners this week So either Hugh Keevans or Kenny Miller Carries the hopes of the pundits And you, one of you out there Could blow that all apart 0141 951 1025 Lines close at 7 And your chance to beat the pundit And win the week Is next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here It's Friday night, it's Celtic v Rangers Eve It is your last chance to have your say pre-match So do get in touch on 0141 951 1025 It's just a scattergun on nights like this Who should play and who shouldn't play And which players are fit and unfit And the atmosphere and the crowd And the away allocation And the bragging rights And the league title And all the rest of it It is all there in one big pot So let's give it a good old stir After we play this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football what a week on Beat the Pundit The Pundit stormed into a 2-0 lead Monday, Tuesday And then Wednesday, Thursday Back down to earth Which means Friday is a decider Ryan is in Bishop Briggs Are you up to the task, Ryan? I uh, hope so Good man What's got more chance of happening? Your team Rangers winning at Celtic Park tomorrow Or you beating the Pundit? Eh, uh, Probably Rangers winning <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's You can decide you, you can decide for yourselves What that means uh, About Ryan's chances But we'll see In the next couple of minutes Heads it's Hugh Keevans Tails it is Kenny Miller And it's heads I mean they're both experienced But this is the real experience <laughs> To try and bring it home This week for the pundits You okay with that Hugh That sense of responsibility I can handle it Good Good man uh, Let's give you some Greatest hits radio To listen yes, to yeah, Yes see, Yep I'm getting it right There we are Turn it up nice and loud and we'll give you 30 seconds on the clock, Ryan. All you have to do is answer as many questions as you can. And if you want to pass and move on, that's fine, OK? Perfect, thank you. Right, let's do it. Your time starts now. Who scored Rangers' only goal in the last meeting between Celtic and Rangers? Oh, Which Celtic player joined from Ruben Kazan in July 2021? Uh, Name the only Scottish Premiership side who've won and lost the same number of games. Livingston Name either team who played in the Scottish Cup final at Celtic Park in 2014 Aberdeen Stephen McManus left Celtic in 2010 for which English team? Wigan Which current Rangers player has the most international caps? Uh, Golak Okay, okay, okay These are quite tough tonight Hugh, can you hear us? I can Good, same set of questions Are you ready? Okay Right your time starts now Who scored Rangers only goal In the last meeting Between Celtic and Rangers uh, uh, What's his name Morelos Who Which Celtic player joined From Ruben Kazan In July 2021 um, Starfield Name the only Scottish Premiership side Who've won and lost The same number of games This season um, Motherwell Name either team Who played in the Scottish Cup final At Celtic Park In 2014 uh, Aberdeen Stephen McManus left Celtic in 2010 For which English side? 
Pass And which current Rangers player Has the most international caps McGregor Okay What's the verdict Ryan I think it'll be a close one Yeah I think it's close I think they were tough And I think both of you Had some ropey moments As well <laughs> So let's find out The damage The only goal scorer For Rangers In the League Cup final February 2023 Was Alfredo Morelos A nice easy one And you both got it Which Celtic player joined From Ruben Kazan In July 2021 It was Carl Starfelt So Hugh Keevans goes 2-1 In front The only Scottish Premiership side Who've won and lost The same number of games Kenny you've just looked At the league table So tell us who it is Come on Nick I don't know St Mirren according to producer Chris Oh sorry I'm, look- oh, I'm, I'm looking at Josh I'm looking at Josh St Mirren It wouldn't have mattered None of you, you said You'll take a joke no uh, St Mirren it is So it's 2-1 You both fell for it You both fell for it On the next question Name either team that played In the Scottish Cup final At Celtic Park I did not see a League Cup final Scottish Cup final Was St Johnston Dundee United ah. Remember it St Johnston Tommy Wright Mark Wilson on the bench Despite having yeah. played the semi In all the games leading up to it You know the drill uh, so it's still 2-1 to Hugh Keevans Stephen McManus left Celtic In 2010 for which English side Remember everybody left for Middlesbrough Apart from him <laughs> Everybody else left for Middlesbrough uh, You'll remember at that period in time So none of you got it Which means it all comes down to the last question And you need it Ryan Do you think you've got it right? No No me, <laughs> me neither It was a fairly out there guess at Which current Rangers player Has the most international caps I see you're thinking On mm-hmm. Alan McGregor yeah. It's certainly not Antonio Cholak Ryan Stephen Davis Stephen Davis Oh Northern Ireland of course 128 no less My goodness yeah Nearly double what Kenny Miller's got And he's got a fair amount So that puts it into perspective Anyway Ryan It was not enough Not enough on the night Hugh Keevans wins it For the Friday And for the week and you'll have to see if your team can do better tomorrow. Well, that a lot. Are you holding out much hope? What are you thinking? What are your general thoughts? I think it depends on obviously the starting lineup. I think obviously a lot of people said it at the time with the the, the wrong lineup. I think it was in the League Cup uh, final. Uh, I think Raskin and, and Campbell play a big part, which have been two very good signings since since they joined in January. So I think they'll be. A, an important part as they start tomorrow. Kenny suspected that it would perhaps be Alfredo Morelos that got the nod up front. What are your thoughts on who gets that jersey, or is it something left field? Is it a different sort of plan? I I'd agree with Kenny. Um, obviously, two centre backs for Celtic are quite big. Uh, obviously, Starfelt's a strong boy, so I think. Morello also kind of battle away with him Yeah, a lot of, lot of gym work at Ruben Kazan Prior to <laughs> July 2021 <laughs> um, It's an interesting one, Kenny Does it... Look, football matches can be won and lost In all sorts of departments So I think we know that And you've seen this in the past You've seen Hillander scoring Goldson And Carter Vickers has scored in them right? So I get all that But as a number nine yourself As somebody who's going to beat the drum For the attacking players Does it... Does it worry you in any way that Rangers go into a game of this size without an obvious choice? You know, because you think, well, Morelos, he's not really in great form. His Cholak either. Maybe Sakala could do it because he's got pace in behind. Michael Beale might spin it and say, well, those are then that means I've got good options. But is it a worry that you don't have, like Ange Postacoglu, will say, well, I know who I'm playing up there? It's not a worry. Well, it's not great to be going in there because I think the reasons behind. Me thinking Morelos will play because also I th- I've got a kind of coach's head on as well. I don't think he's a good sub. I don't think him sure. sitting on the bench and coming on and, and again, you've seen him come on in, in previous games and it could actually maybe affect the game in a 
in a negative way by coming on and I just when he started last week he hadn't been starting games you know mm-hmm. and just when he started last week I thought right How did okay. he do last week then? I thought he'd done alright yes and he, he never done it wasn't great obviously he never got on the, he never got on the score sheet uh, but I just thought the fact that he played it might have been trying to get him primed for this week and you know there's a number of ways you can start is he going to be leaving the club in the summer it's likely how does he want to be remembered I mean does he care how he's going to be remembered by the Rangers fans but what he could be remembered is somebody who's eight, one, of the, one of the 18 players that have scored over 100 goals he's the club's European top scorer he's, uh, he could be finishing lifting a Scottish Cup you know and he could be the guy who could score that winning goal you know so he's got a chance uh, to kind of finish off his Rangers career well so you're hopefully using all that to motivate mm. him into a performance Thank you very much Ryan no luck on beat the pundit We'll need to try again Monday. It was close, but Hugh Evans wraps it up for the pundits. A 3-2 victory. A job well done. I'm under a lot of tension as well, you know, because once the sleeper gets in from London tomorrow morning, I'll have six grandchildren here. <laughs> and I, and I've, I've warned them if I find an Easter egg chocolate mark on the furniture, they're all out. He doesn't like chocolate. He's the only guy this weekend that's yeah. not going to overindulge. Yeah. I don't think I know anyone else that doesn't like chocolate. Well, I... You know, everyone one keeps of a telling kind. me that But yeah. I, I, it's a waste of time for me I don't like chocolate So what do you get for your Easter? A boiled egg? <laughs> I'm not telling Scrambled. you Scrambled uh, No, I'll be looked after Good, I, I certainly hope so um, But We're on for six hours tomorrow of course With the big game starting early um, But if Hugh Keevan's family are listening He's here for 12 So <laughs> that, that's why he's coming down nice and early um, Let's hear from the managers again There is an obvious... Storyline here In the stands um, Certainly off the pitch Because of the Ticket allocation I said it before We've argued I think a lot About whether it's right Or whether it's wrong And whether it should stay But whatever you think It's obviously not changing Before tomorrow We're stuck with it Like it or lump it So maybe A chance to to look at What impact if any It has Let's hear from both managers On that very subject Yeah I don't know I mean it's Um Obviously, we haven't had that many in sort of when we have in, in recent times. So, you know, I'm not really sure how much of an impact, you know, they, that has. But what I do know is that at our place, the atmosphere will be, will be fantastic. You know, um, the games we've had there, um, you know, have been really good contests in terms of the atmosphere created by our supporters, the energy created by our supporters is just added to the spectacle, I think. And, um, yeah, looking forward to experiencing that again tomorrow. Yeah, I think I've said that on numerous occasions. You know, that hasn't changed, but ultimately what we have to face tomorrow is 60,000 of ours, and I'm quite happy with that as well. So the thoughts there of Ange Postacoglu. He's the home manager, of course. He'll have all the home fans. Michael Beale will have to wait his turn um, for future the match is at Ibrooks. This is the the answer he gave on that topic today. Well, six or seven hundred is better than none, but it's still a small amount. So we have to get on and play the game. Um, I would prefer in in this game if there was some fans involved, like in in any any stadium that you, you want to take your travelling fans. But at the same time, the decision has been made now, so we just move forward. It will be the same for Celtic when they come to Ibrox um, for for the return league fixture. Stevens and Kirk and Tillock, what are your thoughts, Stephen? Oh, good evening, gentlemen. Hello, how are you? Having a nice, a nice Easter holiday. Yes, uh, very well, very well. Looking forward to tomorrow's game. Um, just as a couple of wee points. One was the first point was kind of based on the fact that the the issue of having no fans. Now, mm-hmm. kind of maybe looking for Kenny's view on this. As Celtic fan, as a Celtic fan, I I get why Dave King stopped the fans coming in. There was a lot of when Rangers were going through a transition period where 
maybe the results weren't what they were looking for on a consistent basis. But see now that that's kind of Rangers are effectively back, running at full pelt, and it's going to be this way for the next couple of years. Do you think there will ever be an occasion where Rangers, because I think Rangers will probably have to make the first move because they started it. Do you think there will ever be an example where they can turn them and say, right, look, that's what we've done prior, but let's see if we can get it back. Because for me, I think the game misses an awful lot because of the fans on there. You know, it's it's the biggest derby about. And I think we're kind of underselling it now because of the fact that fans can't get in yet. You know, we all want to be there. And unfortunately, we're not able to, you know. Listen, I, I, I hope they do, Stephen. I really do. I don't think the... The, the atmosphere inside the stadium is the same I think that's obvious Like Gordon says we've no, I think it is wrong Like we've, we've, we've been over that ground before But I really do hope that the clubs can either get together And come up with a, a solution that, that gets it back to what it used to be Or someone actually just does it You know And doesn't wait for the one guy to make the move And they just make the move and the decision Irrespective of what the other one's doing Because I think it does Take a, a, an edge off the fixture We try and say it's one of the biggest If not the biggest derby in the world And the rivalry and the passion And the, and everything that goes into it It is also generated by that atmosphere and energy in the stand So I'd love to see a kind of 5,000, 7,000 allocation back You heard both managers there Stephen Saying similar things And that it was a small allocation before And that's better than nothing But going from small to nothing Maybe doesn't make a huge difference How do you think it impacts things tomorrow? Yeah. Listen, I, I think for me Personally, watching the game Listen, I know the, the game is at Parkhead tomorrow And the Celtic fans have been full boys I just think That's the whole point here there's, that, That's the, the element that we all love You know, there's nothing worse than hearing the opposition fans Scoring a goal And the fans cheering And it, get, it then riles you up And gets you going And it'll be the same for both sides and For me personally I think even though respective of the next two all firm games will be loud and boisterous, I think for me it, it definitely misses. It, it makes it less of a an event. You know what I mean? I would like to see it back the, the way it used to be. I would like to see the passion. Passion's still there, but I would like to see, you know, and if anything, the you looked at Hamden last, uh, last month, you know, fantastic game, fantastic atmosphere. You know, 50-50 split You know, an example for everybody Out of the UK and in the world watching it That's kind of where we want to get back to Hugh, I think Hugh, do you think Is it safe Because we've tried all week Is it safe to say that there's no There is no general one, one answer fits all To how no. does it impact things Is it totally dependent on how the game goes Because we learned in We had this um, in the February game Which is maybe easier to forget about That there were no Rangers fans in Celtic Park but Celtic had that all their own way anyway. So, you know, it was yeah. like it was like party mode. Is the real intrigue actually if Rangers take control of the game tomorrow and vice versa, if Celtic take control of the game at Ibrox in a couple of weeks? Is that where it becomes a bit more intriguing? All I can do is offer you my eyewitness account of what happened 29 years ago on the 30th of April 1994 when David Murray evicted the Celtic supporters from Ibrox. It was the first... Old Firm match after Fergus McCann had taken over Celtic and the Celtic board boycotted the game in protest uh, over the fans not being there. The actual football itself, the Rangers fans, they were on their way to Walter Smith's nine in a row. They were the dominant team and Celtic had been rescued by Fergus McCann. 
But Celtic that day played exceptionally well, scored the first goal, and the atmosphere was cranked up and up and up. And with 10 minutes to go, Alexei Mikhailichenko equalised for Rangers. Uh, but the, the fans had been on Rangers' case for most of the game. Uh, it would be very interesting to see what would happen tomorrow if Rangers were to score the first goal because I, I go back to what I said at the start of the programme after that game 29 years ago Walter Smith said that proves to him that fans can't influence the outcome of the game uh, because he'd been through an afternoon of concern after John Collins had scored for Celtic it will be the same tomorrow I mean, I don't think any of us would question the great man, Kenny, but we might need to get you... We might, in some point, have 20 of these as a sample, and then, and then you can make a... Well, it would still be just a, an assessment. It wouldn't be proof, but you know, then you, you might start to notice patterns. Anyway, I wonder what it would be like, because you've played in the fixture, obviously, a lot. Imagine scoring a goal in this fixture. Absolute silence. What do you think it would be like? You know, I, I think back to the 2008 game we are... We went to Celtic Park with 1-4-2 and I'd scored, it was my first old firm game back at Rangers after obviously playing for Celtic and the, the feeling is scoring that goal and running to that corner where the blue sliver of Celtic Park was there in raptures. You know, not to have that, you know, not to have that memory. I mean, it's, mm. I think it's a, it's a shame for the players playing in it. Listen, you score a goal against Celtic or your Celtic player scores against Rangers, they're always going to have the memory. But you have that, you have that moment in the game when you're, you're looking back at the game and again for, for the for the production and the and the, the spectacle for Scottish football, I just think it's better, you know. So it's uh, not to have that and like again, where do you run? Who do you, you celebrate? Just, your go just listen. I think uh, it all adds to the game that energy that comes in the passion that comes for the fans. Hundred percent, not just this game, any game. It can help. It can help a team. It can help energise you. And I just think it's. Uh, it's a shame that it's not like that anymore. My suspicion is there is not a willingness mm. to have away fans. Uh, Celtic asked for the Broomloan stand, uh, which clearly Rangers could not do for them because it's full of season ticket holders. Uh, and so we are where we are today. Uh, Rangers, for the benefit of doubt, Rangers... Started it by. I think there is a willingness, certainly on Celtic's part, is there not? Is that not well, what we were the, led to believe from the, the most recent set? C- well, if Celtic had been given the broom loan stand, 7,500. Well, I get people, there's a, a huge logistical challenge. Then that's a separate w- issue. Would they, have, would they displace hmm. 7,500 Celtic fans? Yeah. Uh, because the Celtic fans would then react. Those who were being moved out hmm. would react badly. Yeah. Therefore, fancy, oh, it's not the same. But if you say, well, you'll need to give up your seat, they will say, I will not. I'm just fascinated by the silence. That's it. I just can't get, I can't imagine it. Right or wrong, because that conversation we've had and we'll have it again. So I'm not even going necessarily down that road. Do you think it's something Michael Beale will reference at any point about silencing the crowd or whatever? Or is that just the same, really, as, as if you've got your 700? Well, 700, 7,000, whatever it is, it's still, you still want to go there into that hostile environment and, and, and try and, the majority. and the way you do it is by is by taking control of the game, you know, putting your best foot forward, you impose your good players and your game plan that Michael's already talked about onto, onto them or vice versa for Celtic for the Nybrox. It's the only way you can do it. Thank you to Stephen and Kirk and Tillich. Enjoy your weekend. It's 0141951 1025, and that is the number you need to get in touch after these. 
taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans both here, both getting set for tomorrow afternoon. We're continuing the build up. We've even got Friday night football, and I must say, Hugh, mm. you look at that. That's the type of night you want for Friday night football You've all been off today You've got the weekend to look forward to Off on Monday The sun has been shining Partick Thistle against Queen's Park In the Championship on a Friday night A good Friday night That is a brilliant fixture Yeah of course uh, Chris Dillon doing a magnificent job for Partick Thistle uh, I actually think of them as the favourites Against Queen's Park tonight The wheels have come off a bit For Oney Coyle and his team uh, they really need to have a statement result tonight And show that they are still very much in line for promotion Or at the very least the playoff final I hope that gets a big crowd that Kenny tonight Yeah big game Big game at the top of that league I mean Partick might still have We mm-hmm. hopes that they can maybe go and win that league If they can get the right result tonight So it's a big game uh, Queen's Park need well, to get back on track pointer isn't it Absolutely. Hugh Keevans declared that the uh, business end of the season Officially opened last week So we can start to use these types of, of phrases Win tonight, go within three of Queen's Park I mean how could there not be a title yeah. challenge If that was the arithmetic um, And as Hugh says Queen's Park have run into a bit of a a sticky spell there If you look at some of the The recent results From a very strong place But lost their last two To our Broth and Wraith And um, Is it Advantage Dundee Is it Are they the, I mean they do well, have their game in hand broth, of course They've got a Broth tomorrow At Gayfield So Dick Campbell will be Rubbing his hands in glee um, That'll be a real tough one For Dundee Tomorrow yeah, absolutely Looking forward to that one tonight Partick Thistle against Queen's Park um, Actually Thistle had a bit of a wobble themselves really hadn't they Before you, if you can call two draws and a defeat a wobble But bounce back with that 5-0 uh, against Cove uh, Although you could say lots of people score lots of goals against yep. Cove But there we are So looking ahead to that one Certainly Partick against Queen's Park will bring you whatever you need to know on tomorrow's show Tomorrow afternoon Although I suspect It'll be a bit of a busy one Yes I, 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 I always try to stick up For the wee teams But I don't know If I could give that Top billing in Glasgow This weekend Try my best Well I mean It's just such a Fascinating Intriguing Game As I say If Celtic win The title Is over If Rangers win Hold that result uh, And You know whether it's Ange Postacoglu or the Celtic fans, they may protest mm. at that assessment. But you then have Celtic needing to go to Ibrox after the split and mm. they have then, by virtue of losing tomorrow, cut their margin for error. Full-time teaser for you. David has sent this one in and it's a good one. Topical, as you would expect. Can you name the last 10 substitutes to come off the bench and score? In an old firm game It's as simple as that Now what I will say right? I'm going to just Give you a gentle nudge Because In the day and age of five subs I know you're thinking oh, Probably just loads of Random ones That we won't remember There's actually not That many That are super recent Okay So that, that's all That's all I would say to you Before you start rhyming off Every member of the current squad Name the last ten subs To come off the bench And score In an old firm game It includes league and cup Johnny Hayes Yes, so that's I like that because you're 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 thinking you're you're going for the the goals that you actually remember rather yeah. than just throwing names at me. Uh, Arfield, yes, you're good at this you too. 
better than you look. Yeah. Um, did Sakala come on as a sub? Or no, no, he started? didn't actually. He did not. Surprising. Here we go. Odson Edward. Yeah, show me your working because that was a memorable one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, three two at Ibrooks. Yeah, there we are. Okay, he's uh, our field, Edward Armstrong. Yes, just scushing this right. We'll leave it there for now. Thank you to David uh, for sending it in. We'll need some more full time teasers for next week, so get your thinking caps on over the long weekend and email me full time <clears throat> at Clyde1.com. Take a look and try our very best to get them on. Uh, the show Going to bring in Paul In the very Near future We're just on the theme Of Partick Thistle Against Queen's Park You and the Apologise Because I know The supply and demand Nature of this city And Celtic and Rangers Is always going to Dominate on the phones And so on But We couldn't possibly Overlook just how big A weekend it is elsewhere I mean your eyes Could be drawn to Pretty much any of them But dare I suggest Harp St Mirren Correct um, After what Robbie Nielsen Has had to endure uh, From I am sure a minuscule percentage of the heart support who daubed the offensive message outside the ground this week. Uh, how minuscule do you think the, the the graffiti artists? I'm sure. Yeah, but how minuscule is the percentage that are not having them at the moment? Would you um, would you uh, guess? Be, he's always had that problem. Uh, when I said minuscule, it was in relation to people sure, who, no, I know who that, behave yeah. that way. Uh, he's always had a problem for some reason I, I, I still go back to leaving Hearts from Milton Keynes when, uh, For the Milton Keynes Dons When Hearts were second top of the table um, There was a cup defeat to Brora Rangers uh, Which again caused the, the fans to mobilise Get an aeroplane and drive over, uh, fly over And say that they had no bottle, no quality Nielsen out So he's got a problem, there's no denying that Where he... To lose to St Mirren tomorrow, the Edinburgh Derby, which comes the weekend after, would take on monumental proportions for Robbie Nielsen. The, the results have just been poor. If Aberdeen were to finish above them and take the European spot, I think he'd be under pressure then. And that game kind of has to go hand in hand with Aberdeen Kilmarnock because Hearts losing would be bad enough in isolation, but if it was combined with an Aberdeen win, you're in a situation where... You trail Larry Robson's side by by two points So it's some weekend for Robbie Nielsen isn't it? That is, it's massive And then you could even throw the Hibs situation If they can beat Dundee Sunday, United yeah. on Sunday Then that derby the following week Hibs could win and go above Hearts as well You know, so it's. Uh, I think a, a lot of the treatment on Robbie is harsh Yes, they're in, they're in a poor run of form Really poor And that gap that they had between them and the rest of the teams uh, Behind them has been eaten away now And could be I mean, they could find themselves back a place tomorrow If they don't get the results But... Uh, I'm no doubt Hearts have got a good squad uh, Robbie's done a good job For some reason there is that group of fans Small group, big group, it doesn't really matter They always voice mm. their uh, their frustrations Very loudly when things are going against you them You don't want St Mirren coming to town though When you're in a no. sticky place do you? That said, Hearts, Hearts home form In the league is brilliant this season It really is, so they'll need to Rediscover that tomorrow But they don't strike you as being the ideal opponents for this type of occasion, do they, St Mirren? No, because they're going for Sun as well, or they're going for top six as well. They had a good result. St Stephen's went there. They've had a good season, really strong season. And if they can, uh, uh, I think one of the questions last week was, what's the the last three seasons finished in the bottom six? Was St Mirren That's was right, the answer. Yeah, yeah. So they've got a chance now to go on. Uh, and again, so could they actually put themselves in? I mean, they could. Well, they could put themselves in for fourth and, and third spot if they can win this game tomorrow. So there's a lot to play for in that mm. game. Yeah, let's hear from Stephen Robinson. Yeah, it's it's a crazy 
job that we're in, crazy industry. Um, and the Hearts are sitting third, so I'd swap with them, I have to say. I'd like to do a swap with Robbie. Um, but listen, nothing's nothing surprises me in football anymore. Um, and we have to solely concentrate on somewhere. You know, I can't worry about anything else or any other noise around the game. It's it's what we do, how we, we cope with Hearts threats. Because let's make no mistake, they're a very good side with very good players. And, you know, they've, they've had a very good season. And, you know, everyone hits sticky patches during the season. Whereas, as I say, we have to just concentrate on ourselves and, and what we can get out of the game. Yeah, five points separating four teams. Uh, if St Mirren were to win at Tynecastle tomorrow, they'd just be one point behind Hearts. Hearts then go into the Edinburgh derby. And at that point, um, Robbie Nielsen comes under tremendous strain. He would, he would have to win the Edinburgh derby. Uh or else he will have to withstand more pressure applied by the fans. But I think his good fortune is that Anne Budge and uh, the people at the Foundation of Hearts, uh, they show no inclination towards getting jittery about the manager's position. 0141-951-1025, that's the number you need. Paul's on the line, Celtic fan. It's the night before, Paul, it's getting ever closer. How would you rate the confidence levels you got at the moment? Well, I think Kenny can still play in that other Glasgow derby that's going on tonight. But uh, it's a good, it's a, it's a good uh, dress rehearsal. Uh, no, I, I just, I just sense a, a lot of uh, overconfidence among my fellow Celtic fans. And, and the point I want to make is, is not not that I'm saying it would be classed as a freak result, but a lot of the time these games go against forum or it, it, they never turn out the way that it, I, I'm actually agreeing with you for. For once, you know, you think uh, after Leeds scored in the last league game with, with Celtic on to win, then you know, so so really, the the complacency factor, um, I think, is is a, a bit of a worry. But the, the complacency factor is about fans. It's not about Ange Postecoglou or Callum McGregor or anyone else who'll be on the park tomorrow. Uh, you know. Ange Postacoglu is the most pragmatic manager in the country uh, And he will know tonight his best team He'll know where he can um, take advantage of Rangers he, he, he will have all his game plans in order And complacency will simply not be a word in his vocabulary He can't, he can't help it if uh, Celtic fans feel this is easy and they'll do this and that and score four and five and all the rest of it. It's not his concern. His concern is doing what he does best and that is consistency because they haven't lost a game at Celtic Park this season. Uh, they they continue to astound with the kind of figures they're putting together. They're on 95 goals now. They're still on record for a... Uh, still on target, rather, for a, a record points total. So... Complacency is for fans It's not for the man in charge Six of the last eight Kenny Have been Either A draw Or settled by A one goal margin Now I, I Don't get me wrong Because you can always twist that The two that aren't included in that Are the three and four nil um, But uh, You know More often than not If you want to go slightly narrower Focus then What's that Four out the last Is that four out the last five Five out the last six For instance Again it's either been a one goal victory for one of the sides Or or it's been level So the scoreline hasn't been massive All that often um, But on the recent occasions It's obviously gone Celtic's way Those have been the games at Celtic Park Is that where people are looking at Because even the cup final 
It felt like more of the The bragging rights from Celtic And the criticism from Rangers Was about the performance Rather than the, the actual outcome Obviously a 2-1 game of football Doesn't seem big But maybe the performances Were, were a bit apart that day No they were apart And that's where a lot of the Like the criticism Got put towards Rangers uh, And uh, like you say Down at the performance I mean, But 2-0 I mean I don't think Celtic Were the best version of their cell In that cup final But 2-0 They were very very comfortable the the reason they're looking at these these results at Celtic Park over the last couple of seasons was they were absolutely scintillating form they were in those nights. I mean, it's three 0 and four 0 But let's be honest, it could have been more. Mm. I mean, the three 0 when I think back to it, uh, it's three 0 half time could have been five or six, and uh, Rangers then came out and were better in the second half. They made a couple of changes, and the Rangers fans were kind of hanging on to that second half performance. But the game was done. Four 0 at the start of the season was was a real real poor performance. Uh, again, probably should have been more. So that's why, I mean, the Celtic fans can look to that and think, oh, well, we're playing that Celtic part of the game, we're going to get on top, we're going to come out the mm-hmm. traps, we're going to be flying and there's going to be goals flying and everywhere. Again, it's Michael's job to make sure that doesn't happen, it's to make sure he gets the best performance out of his team. They're set up properly, that doesn't happen. And then I can only say it again, I'm getting bored saying it, when you look at Jacks, Raskins, Kents, Cantwells, Tillmans, there's some really, really good players in there that can go and hurt Celtic. I don't know if you can put a percentage on it, Paul, if that's how it works. What what has Rio Hitati's injury done to your confidence level? Uh, not not a lot. Uh, not not much of a difference. I think Awata is a is a, maybe a different, slightly different type of player, but allows McGregor to go forward, and it, it, it gives Celtic a different shape again from where uh, 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 what, what they have. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean. I think Kenny should be on the back of the Rangers. I don't know. I should remind him that he gave me one of his best best ever nights when he was scored against Benfica. But um, you know, Raskin and uh, Cantwell, different gravy come to Celtic Park and playing at Hamden the fifty fifty crowd. So as much as I'm saying not be complacent, when I look at both sides and I look at the tweaks that Celtic have to make against what Rangers are brought in, in in January then it should be it should be a Celtic win but as I say the, the, these fixtures are, are fraught with um, are, are, you know with, with, with freak results if you want to call them that uh, Hugh is it quite telling because I was just I was thinking there when Paul was mentioning names and Kenny was mentioning names it's half it's 20 to 8 we're nearly done and we've had a week's long build up barely anything's been said about Kyogo 26 yeah. goals this season 20 in the league The man that got a double The last time the sides met yeah. to, to beat Rangers in the, the cup final And got the equaliser When the sides met at Ibrox Not a peep What's happened then? He just expe- Is it just He plays obviously Because he's number one And then you just yeah. expect that from him now That There's been very Pretty little much. mention of him Pretty much Yeah The, 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 the fans have such a belief in Kyogo um, And he has Played well enough to give them that supreme confidence. So, all you hope is uh, that Kyogo is fit, and he clearly is, and uh, you hope that he can put away the chances that come his way. Remarkably, at Ross County last Sunday, he missed the easiest chance he's had <sighs> since he arrived in Scottish he football. Did. Uh, but uh, tomorrow could be, mm. should be. Often is Kyogo's playground I don't know if this is an omen Or a useless piece of information Kenny stumbled across it last weekend This season He's played 43 games He's never gone More than two domestic games in a row Without scoring 
Didn't score against Tibbs Didn't score against Ross County um, But up to that point Would he be I mean is he Celtic fans will say This has been the case All across the pitch I'm sure they will But is he arguably The main difference If you, if you look at the teams At the moment And how settled Celtic are in that Area of the pitch Compared to Rangers I think for what he's done and, the, and what he gives the team I think he could be The difference yeah So if, again, if he was lining up In a blue jersey tomorrow Would that impact the game A lot I think it would so again, there's, there's, there's there is other players you you could say that for Celtic's uh, wide players again, contribute a lot, don't they? Yeah, they do. Again, you look at Cal McGregor as well. But uh, no, I think when you're scoring 26 goals, 20 league goals already, still eight games to go. I think he's a big, big. Uh, I mean, again, it just goes to highlight what we're talking about earlier about the Rangers number nine, who's going to play because they're not in good form, and you've got someone across there who is the guy. That's their go-to guy. Come the big show, whether it be cup finals, old firm games, or any other game, he's the guy that can go to get the, like, to make the difference. Thank you, Paul. Enjoy your weekend. 01419511025. You're running out of time to join in, but please do. On the full-time teaser, Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are flying through it. They're just composed. They're patient. They're picking their moments. They're getting all the answers correct so far, almost. Uh, David wants you to name the last 10 subs to come on and score in an old firm game. So you've given me Armstrong, Hayes and Edward from Celtic. You've given me Scott Arfield from Rangers. All correct so far. Turnbull? Yes. A fairly memorable for him, forgettable for John McLaughlin. Or memorable for the wrong reasons, I should say. So he's the most recent. Okay. I'll give you, don't mind, I don't mind giving you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Griffiths? No. Okay. Chris Commons is the answer to everything He is not in this case I'm yeah. afraid um, So now What I would say We're mm, I was going to try and steer you The right direction Era wise But there's still a couple From the era Rogic Yeah he's, he's, he's a safe bet For questions about this fixture Isn't he I'll give you some thinking time uh, We'll get the rest of the answers next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard which means the kickoff at Celtic Park tomorrow lunchtime is getting ever closer you're running out of time to have your final say ahead of the match so please do get in touch before we go and you two have got a bit of work to do on the full time teaser can you name the last 10 subs to score in this fixture uh, you've given me Turnbull, Armstrong, Hayes, Edward, Rogic. So lots of Celtic ones. You've given me Scott Arfield as well. The four? Yes. Oh. Uh, during Rangers' period of dominance in the fixture a couple of seasons ago. Forrest? No. So you've got one Celtic left, and I'll give you a clue. It's just before. Brendan Rodgers era Right That's And if you really delve into that clue There's a bit more in that And then there are two Rangers ones That are a bit further back Hey come on you Let's put our head together I mean when I say just before The Brendan Rodgers era The game before What triggered the Brendan Rodgers era? Ronnie Dyla losing it to Rangers Okay who scored uh, Now the thing that might Well yeah Who scored would be a good bet Because That's the guy you're looking for But what From the outset He doesn't play in a position That generally would be subbed on And, and gone and score Were you Were you there Kenny uh, 
Semi, uh, the semi final game. Mm-hmm. I was. I can't remember. Can't remember who scored. You weren't marking the guy, no. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I genuinely don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I would uh, assume not. Who, who even scored that first goal? <laughs> oh my god! You've tried to. I was going to say you've, you've tried to forget about it. That's one yeah. of the ones that goes in your favour. Yeah. In the end up, do they go to the penalties that year? Yes. So who scores for Celtic? Are we excluded? So scored. Rogic scored. We've got him. He scored the second goal. Who scored the first goal? Oh my goodness! Corner, yeah. wasn't it? Far side. Oh, Sviachenko. Sviachenko. Oh. Right, I must admit, I'm, I might have been close to him by <laughs> that point. <laughs> I'm a bit worried that you played in the game and that was so tough. Yeah. Um, so two remaining Rangers ones, and we will get them uh, before we go. Let's uh, hear just a couple more from inside uh, the dressing room. James Tavernier uh, giving us his thoughts. We've performed uh, really well away from home. Obviously, at home games we've been performing really well. Um, we're just in a good in a good space, and we just got to continue that. We obviously have to do a lot of the talking on the pitch. Um, a lot can be said off the pitch, but you know it comes down to us applying ourselves right tomorrow and and get the result we want. Well, anything can happen in football. Um, we all know that, um, but it is obviously important tomorrow to. To try and um, bring that gap down, and that's what our full focus is. And our full focus is going into every game is trying to get three points, and that's and that's what we'll be obviously be trying to do. The full focus is just about getting the three points, which is true, Hugh. Yep. But what what's the next bit? Because this is this game's always about more, uh-huh. always about more than the three points. So we started the show by talking about the title race. Yeah, it might be over already. It's definitely over if Rangers don't win tomorrow. That was the, the consensus Yeah Over and above that the, the stuff that's not tangible The stuff that you can't Measure as such What what more is at stake? If Rangers were to Lose the game uh, And have one of those days At Celtic Park Which they have shown themselves To be capable of having uh, Pressure mounts I think Because the, the, the cup semi-final Then takes on an even greater importance If you don't win that The game at Ibrox Is monumental uh, And you know, I'm talking worst case scenario here because that's what you asked me about. Uh, you know, Michael Beale simply could not afford to lose to Celtic at Ibrox. Other side of the coin, if Celtic were to lose tomorrow, the fans would be defiant, but it would be a big blow to them psychologically because it hasn't happened this season. They haven't lost at Celtic Park. Uh, they like to think, and they are probably correct in thinking they have better players than Rangers so it would be a real blow uh, not to do it tomorrow and you know much as they might rail against the very idea Hmm. but we'll be back in business again for a title race I always love the individual storylines Kenny you know we've mentioned some of the more obvious ones of like you know Nicholas Raskin coming back and him and Todd Cantwell first start in the fixture um, and then you, I think you mentioned like Morelos If this is going to be the end It'd be a nice way to, to sort of go out um, It wouldn't be his final game for Rangers But you know heading that way We've just heard from James Tavernier Again a guy who rightly or wrongly When, when Rangers do lose, the, lose these fixtures He's a real focus for the, the negativity So again big big opportunity Big chance for him to try and be on the right side of it Yeah and I think Q's right These last three games are, are huge for Listen, it's an old fun game, so they're huge for both teams. But I'm looking at it from a Rangers perspective, for Michael Beale just coming as a manager, potentially he's got this could be his fifth old fun game in his short. Well, he's got he's going to have five old fun games in his short spell as Rangers manager. He doesn't want to be going five without a win. 
and only just building that pressure. But on the other side, it's a it's a real chance. We've talked about them going kind of toe to toe since Michael came in. Equal points, only dropped those two points against Celtic in the Nybrook draw. It's a chance for some slim kind of like a, a glimmery hope or a ray hope going into next year. If you can go and get the right results and just get this gap down, they can say, you know what. Over this period, and it's a big sample size over this like, November period to the end of the season, we have went toe to toe with Celtic. Have we played the, the, the football that Celtic play in the style? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Definitely not on the consistent level that Celtic have. But what we've done is we've got more points over this, and they can go into next season, hopefully, again, if they can get the result against uh, Celtic at the end of the month in the, in the semi final with the Scottish Cup retained, they can go into next season with a real optimism that there can be a real title challenge. Right, two more on the teaser then. Two more of the last 10 players to come off the bench and score in the fixture Armstrong, Hayes, Turnbull, Arfield, Rogic, Edward Defoe, and Sviachenko. Aluko? Nope. That far back, no. That that sort of era wouldn't That's be a million either. miles off. Yes. Did Steve Davis do it? No. One is a very memorable late. Mo Edu. Mo Edu. Yep. And the last that one. Right in that time, man. Okay. Hmm. I do remember this game. Certainly was a Rangers win. Is it four two? Lafferty. Maybe no. I can almost picture the goal. I can picture the goal as well in the celebration. Andy Little. Andy Little. There we are. We've done it. We have done it, Hugh. And with that in mind, then you've seen about five hundred and fifty-seven of these fixtures. So before everyone goes and gets their sleepless night, yep. what are your final words of wisdom? They never lose their appeal, uh, and it's sad that there will be only one set of supporters inside the ground. However, that is the challenge that Rangers have to rise to. For Celtic, the incentive is 100% obvious. If they win tomorrow, they effectively win the league in front of 60,000 of their own supporters. There can be no bigger incentive for Ange Postacoglu and his players. There can be no bigger challenge for Michael Beale and his players. It's all set up to be an absolute cracker. 12 o'clock, we will be here a six-hour special. I know for most of you, it's all about that game, but for many others... There's plenty more to get your teeth into after that as well. So a six-hour special from 12 until 6. Make sure you join us. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale in the studio and the top team round the grounds as well. The sun is shining. It's Good Friday. There's a big day of football tomorrow and the final cherry on top, you get to spend the rest of your evening with the GBX. We'll speak to you tomorrow.